Welcome everyone to the Elevated Producer Podcast, where we take a deep dive every week into how mortgage originators can elevate all aspects of their lives. If this resonates with you, then this podcast is a must listen. We believe education is the key to originator freedom. We'll share productivity tips and tricks from our personal experience, from what we've learned from others, from books, from media, and anywhere we find inspiration to elevate ourselves and you. I'm your host, Chad Ogburn. I've spent 14 years as an originator before pivoting into a training role in our industry five years ago. My co-host, Cheryl Bromschwager, is a vice president, producing branch manager, certified mortgage planning specialist, and proven mortgage coach with Nova Home Loans. Are you ready, set, let's elevate. Good morning, Cheryl. Hey, Chad. How are you today? I'm doing great. <laughs> Excellent. You, yes, life is good in my world. Awesome. Always a good thing. Always a, a good approach to the day, really, regardless of what's going on in your day. But <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Very nice. Well, I am excited for this today because this is really a place where I just kind of get to throw in a few things, but. This is where you are an expert, and I am so excited to learn how to be this particular version of time management. Um, so why don't you tell everyone about it? Well, I think time management is such a buzzword, and, and we've talked about this before in the podcast about time blocking and really making the most of your uh, working time so that you have time for your family and everything else. Um, but one of the concepts uh, that we use in the Ninja Selling and the Ninja Coaching Program is an acronym, and it's called Pie Time, P-I-E, Pie Time. I, so, you know, I get all excited because I love pie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and real quick, guys, this one I think is going to be worth grabbing a pad and a paper and maybe jotting some of this down. So. Well, I hope so. I mean, ultimately, that's why we're doing this, right? right. Um, we we want people to be able to have some takeaways from our crazy conversations <laughs> because for us, you know, sharing our wealth of knowledge is really how we're giving back and how we're elevating the, the industry with helping loan officers, you know, be better at their craft. Because I feel like, you know, our what our purpose is and what our work is, you know, is, is kind of different for everybody, as it should be, but making the most of it so that it doesn't become a grind and someone can say, I love what I do. I love my work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, cool. Well, let's let's get into it. So what does pie stand for? So, well, other than actual pie, which I love. Mm, and Thanksgiving's our- coming up. <laughs> I know, right? For our purposes, um, Pi talks about a time management um, system that's really easy, and it basically puts everything that you do in a day into three buckets. And the first one is P for productive time. The second one is I for indirect time. And then the E is basically everything else. And so it really simplifies, again, sometimes we get overwhelmed with making lists and what am I going to do first and how do I manage it all? Really, you have three buckets to put things in. And it has helped me um, with the overwhelm because it's very simple, right? What is productive time, which is basically making me money? Indirect time is creating the tools and the systems to make me money. 
right, in that productive time to be helping people. And then the E, that everything else, is really everything else. And what I look at that for is mostly like delegating. What can I delegate to others that will give me more indirect creative flow time or productive time? Yeah, that is that is such a neat way of looking at it. Because, you know, you're right. There's a lot out there. I've even taught some time management classes. And there's some great ways to prioritize your day and things of that nature. But sometimes I think we can get so knee-deep into that list and seeing which one needs to be done first and this and that, that this really does seem to simplify it. This is cool. Well, I hope so. I mean, it's definitely a tool that we've been using for a while um, through, like I said, our ninja selling and our ninja coaching program. And it it really helps center because when, when you are feeling overwhelmed, you're like, okay, wait a minute, let me go back to pie. Because it really is three things. So I think we should maybe dig into the first one just to give our listeners a little bit of idea of what we're talking about. And when I think about pie, I try to think about focusing on the vital few. Lots of big coaches and big-name people um, talk about focusing on the vital few and saying no to a lot of things. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I like saying yes. <laughs> but it has helped, right, to really focus on what's important. So by um, uh, taking it down to three things, the first one would be P, productive time. I call this do time, right? What am I doing in productive time? What do you think I would be doing, Chad? Um, I would think your meetings, taking applications, you know, really where you're in a position to either make a sale or complete a sale. Yeah, I, I totally agree, right? Taking applications, yep. uh, taking really good application from the borrower so that when it moves into processing, I've got it that everything else bucket now uh, where someone else is handling that for me because I've done a great job up front. And so I'm taking the time during that productive time to take a great application, maybe structuring the loan, get checking guidelines. Yep. Yeah, I think that's, that's such a crucial thing, guys. If you're listening to this, I know that sometimes we can get caught up in this productive time, or I've heard it called A time in the past, things of that nature, where you need to you, you feel like when you once you get the app that you kind of want to do it really fast and, and move it on but what Cheryl's saying is so crucial the more that you take time to do a good loan application and make sure that that borrower is in a you know is, is really is qualified the way you think they are then you could dump that loan once it goes to everything else and somebody else will take care of it yeah i think that's a really good point that's a lot of people want to hurry up through that initial process. They're like, oh, uh, let me just get some basic information and then I'll, I'll run with things. But gosh, if you slow down and you actually have some really good forward conversations with your borrowers, yes. you ask them about their family, right, and their friends, you ask them about their, their work, you ask them about what they do for fun and what their hopes and dreams are, man, you can get so much deeper with a borrower and, and create that relationship for life. And I swear to God, it starts with taking a great application and spending time on the phone with them. Yeah, and, and to your point, it does. It, it's going to help your guys. If you're if you're struggling with lead to close loan conversion, you might want to consider spending more time in that initial app and really a creating a bond because that's going to help them stick with you longer. But two, you're going to dig up little details that could bite you in the rear down the road by doing that. And so it's really 
And then what happens when you do that is all your loans close smoother and therefore people are more inclined to refer you. I mean, there's so much to gain out of slowing down that loan application and really making sure you're doing it right. And I think that's a great reminder because we definitely can up our game with our language and elevating the language like we've been talking about when you're taking the application. So for me, you know, I may not do as many loans, but I'm doing a lot more quality loans and I'm feeling much more connected to all of my borrowers. And so, you know, in my previous years, right, it was all about quantity. Yeah. Now I'm looking for more quality. So it's all about where you are as, a, as an LO, but I do think that thinking about productive time um, as in face-to-face -face events uh, where you're meeting with your borrower, taking applications, locking loans, right? Locking loans, green time. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Lock talk that we talk about. And, and if you think about it, your productive time is, you know, what's your hourly rate in your productive time? Yeah, and that's key. So there are two different hourly rates, right? There's what you make a year, and you can divide that by 40. Or you can take how much you're, if you can track your time of how much you're actually spending doing productive stuff, then there's that time. And what is, I saw a Forbes uh, statistic not too long ago, I guess maybe a year ago now, the average employee, whether it's commission or otherwise, is productive for two hours and 58 minutes a day oh my gosh <laughs> that that's just like for as an employer that's right. not great no no right? not at all for me, when I think about that for my loan officers like huh all right well let's let's think about it like this though right if there's 2,080 hours uh, work productive work hours in, in a 40-hour work week in one year, right, 2080. So if you're making, uh, you know, $100,000 a year, right, that's about $48 an hour, yep. okay? So can you pay someone to do other things for you less than $48 an hour? Because if you can, you should be delegating. Right, right. It's... And if you're making more than 100, even more reason to delegate. Yeah, the more you can get off the plate, the more you can focus on this P that we're talking about right now, productivity. When we get to the I, that's very important too. And everything else from a business standpoint, push off, the more you're going to make, even with having an employee or somebody there with you. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's a really good point. So productive time is uh, also prospecting. Right. So to, to take in the application, we actually have to have some prospecting time to, in order to get them to call us or, uh, you know, to pick up the phone if, if we're calling on them. So prospecting is super important in the, you know, the, the productive time, because I think any opportunity you have to talk to a borrower is productive time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. OK, so we have apps, we have prospecting. What else is falling under this productive time? Apps, prospecting, um, you know, maybe some structure, uh, talking to an underwriter. You know, like at, at Nova, we have uh, loan coordinators that help us with loan guidelines and structuring loans and things like that. Right. But, you know, for me, that that is an amazing, um, you know, tool in my tool belt. But, gosh, I kind of like the digging in a little bit and being the detective and getting some of the the loan structure done up front when I'm talking to my borrower, because then we are all on the same page, 
Yep. If it's a non-QM deal and we're talking bank statements and P&Ls, we're on the same page and I'm not pushing that piece off right to someone else because I look at that as actually part of my job. That is in fact what I get paid for. Right. And the great thing about doing that guys is then when you are talking to uh, an, an agent that you're prospecting, then you're going to get those agents that are going to ask you about specific deals. And if you're well versed in them, you even if you don't know the answer to that specific deal, when you're well-versed in how deals get structured and even those trickier deals, it comes across because you're more confident when speaking around that. So I think that it really serves twofold. One, that's kind of what we get paid to do. Uh, two, it's going to help you actually when you're prospecting for new agents because if they bring up a guideline question, you're just you're going to be more knowledgeable. Yeah, I mean, I think being an expert is a huge part of my success as a loan officer. And I'm not saying that I am an expert, but I definitely do my research and I've got a great memory. So, you know, when something has come up for me, I will, um, I'll do it again. I'll figure it out. You know, I'll know where to look. I'll know where my guidelines are. I will, in fact, be able to recreate that the next time. So the the being the expert piece actually kind of goes into the next bucket of the I, right? The indirect. This is when I am becoming the expert. I'm training. I'm learning new guidelines. I'm taking webinar trainings. I'm learning. I'm working in my creative flow. Yeah, that is that is crucial. And there's so much available. Even if you're not at a at a company that has a training department, Mortgage insurance companies have a ton of great um, trainings on their websites. Check those out. And, yeah, to your point, Cheryl, this is this particular bucket, it seems to me, is when you can kind of brainstorm on your marketing ideas and try to come up with other unique ways to, to go after uh, real estate agents or whatever it is and just sharpening your tools. Absolutely, and I think that we we forget to do that. And even as a uh, what I would call a top producer, right, or any type of producer, um, still needs training. We still need coaching. We, you know, the the best quarterback, right, out there, the the best baseball team, they still have coaches. They have specific coaches for specific things, right. So we should never think of ourselves as number one, knowing it all, and number two, not needing help. Yeah, and that, that sports analogy is, I think, crucial because when you think about the fact that, um, you know, to your point that even pro athletes who are the best in the world and get paid millions of dollars, what they're, they might not be working on how to throw a football per se, right? But they, I guarantee you they're working on how fast their steps are. They'll start working on the more details. Like the better you become at something, the more you work on the details changes how it is. I, I, just to go on a little bit of a tangent, um, my son's a competitive swimmer, went to pick up a swimsuit and they had this rack of swimsuits for men and men, you know, there's not a lot, he does not wear in Speedos, they're called jammers, so they kind of look like biking shorts. Three, there were shorts there for, or swimsuits there for $350 to 400 and some odd dollars. And what? so I had to, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I thought the 45 bucks I was spending on his was the ridiculous. Um, so I went and I had to Google it, and literally what it said was um, this review was talking about how nice it was and this and that, and and the guy 
ended his little review with saying, funny what we do to shave off a tenth of a second. Yeah. So same thing. That's a really good point, you know, because we're always striving to be better. And I think if we stop learning, we're never going to get better. And I learn something literally every day. And the crazy part is I also learn a lot from my customers, right? When I'm talking to them, I learn. And so I think if we think of ourselves as, as not in that I'm always learning mode, we actually really miss out on a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah, there's always something to learn from yeah. everybody. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned that uh, the trainings from the MI companies, and I just got a flyer the other day with National MI, and this is in no way a commercial for them, but um, you know they have like four different trainings just in the month of November, and it talks about you know how to um, how to manage and coach how to influence and educate millennials on wealth building, how to present your uh, annual goal plan to your team, and then some basic underwriting for tax returns. So it's not just about mortgage insurance, right? right. It's actually they want to help the loan officer be better and do better, which is exactly what you and I have been talking about all these months that we've been recording. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and you know, you, you brought something up there about when they're talking about mentoring and coaching um, you know, one of the best ways to learn stuff, guys, is to then turn around and teach it. And so if you feel like you're getting pretty good at prospecting or you want to get better at prospecting, go find some real estate agents and teach them better ways to prospect themselves or to manage their CRM. Because I guarantee you, A, they're not really getting a lot of training out there, especially depending on which, which firm they're with. But, um, you ask around, and if you can get an honest answer out of them, you will be floored at how many people in the real estate sphere don't run a CRM and don't do a great job with their database. Right. No, so a lot of us are flying by the seat of our pants, you know, still using an Excel spreadsheet. And, you know, and I'm not knocking it. It's working, obviously. Right. But there are some efficiencies, right, that, that we can get better at because, you know, the, the concept behind ninja selling is, you know, working smarter, not harder, uh, and being able to make money so you have a life, not so that, you know, money runs your life or your work runs your life. Right. And that's why I'm so attracted to the concept of it because it has helped me have a whole new meaning and a new outlook on how I want to run my business where... I want to do business with people that I know and that know me, and I want to be much more intentional and an on-purpose loan officer and go for quality over quantity. And I swear to God, it has changed my outlook on things. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, go ahead. I was just going to say um, a couple other things in the indirect bucket, right? This could also be like your creative flow, working on some marketing. Uh, maybe if you are great at events, you could be uh, planning and attending. Uh, I like to do a lot of teaching uh, and education. So in my indirect bucket is where I do all of my like creative, uh, or excuse me, my continuing education credits for both realtors and loan officers. Maybe I'm hosting some sort of an event, a lunch and learn. All of that is kind of in the indirect bucket because ultimately that is still prospecting for me. But it's not more; it's more uh, general and group versus one-on-one, -on -one where I really look at the productive time. Yeah, and the way I kind of look at that is the indirect time, especially when you talk about doing classes and things of that nature. 
is helping you create a list of prospects that you can then contact in the productive time. Does that seem right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of, when you were saying that, that's kind of what resonated with me is you got a whole group of people there uh, when you're teaching a class and then hopefully you're leaving with a list of contact information for them and you can follow up and things of that nature. Right, and, and that, yeah, is also the indirect time, the following up, but then when you're on the phone, that becomes productive time. So, you know, there's some overlap, of course. These buckets are not, you know, um, set in stone, but I like it because it's simple, and yeah. it just helps me remember, you know, that um, I don't have to make this more complicated than it really is, and it helps with call reluctance. You know, it just helps plan my day better, and so I really love thinking about things in the form of pie time. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying this. Um, okay, so is there anything else you want to talk around indirect? I don't. And then, if not, what do we do with everything else? Yeah. So everything else. So what's in that bucket, right? Like if we really looked and did a um, an analysis of how we spend our time, or what what has been called a time audit, write down everything you do for one or two days in a row, like everything. And I think what we'll find is what you said earlier, that our productive time is actually, what, two hours a day? Yeah, it's just shy of three according <laughs> to the statistic. <laughs> right, because we go, we're, we're, we get squirreled all day long. Right. And we're solving problems, and we're doing this, and we're doing that, and, you know, our phones and our social media and our email, everything is just, like, coming at us. And all of a sudden, at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, we didn't do anything today. Yeah. Nothing productive. So I think for me, the E, the everything else bucket, is what I can delegate out or dump, right? Like I, I can delegate it to uh, a team member who is absolutely 100% capable of handling it, at least 80% as good as me. Yep. And if that's true, right, pass it off. Yep. Um, it, you know, they, they want to be a productive member of the team anyway, so – you know, well, it's the only I, way they're going to get to be an expert, too. Like, we didn't get exactly. to where we are doing what we do. We didn't just suddenly one day be like, and today I'm this, and I'm awesome at it. Like, we <laughs> Right. <laughs> After 26 years, I still don't say that. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I'm awesome at it, but I don't necessarily tell people that. Right, right. right. Um, so it's one of those things where that does help people. Um, build up their own career, their own skill set. And frankly, if, if you want a team or if you have a team, whether it's, you know, a, a loan officer associate that just works for you or someone that you share or a processor or an assistant processor or even an underwriter or a teammate, you know, colleague, um, helping them with their skill set is a really good way to be better at yours, be a mentor, be a great leader, and help other people. And so I remember hearing that you, you touched upon it, um, kind of the rules of delegation are, again, if they can do it 80% as well as you can, let them have it. But you need to make sure of two things. One, you give them more time than it would take you because, again, you're the expert, they're not. And three, you need to set very clear and defined goals so that they can achieve success. So we want to make sure when we delegate that we're setting them up for success. Wow, those are really good points. Thank you for bringing those up. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing yeah. I, I kind of wonder about, and tell me if I'm wrong, is in this everything else bucket, maybe in today's world too, we could use a little automation um, of, uh, you know, with all the 
the artificial intelligence stuff coming to pass. And it made me think of um, things like ClickList. Uh, here in Colorado, at least, we have King Supers. It's the Kroger supermarket has a thing called ClickList where you you basically shop on your online and then you drive to the store and they bring everything out to your car. Like some of that stuff I think seems to could potentially fall into this so you don't have to spend the time walking through the grocery store. Right, which, you know, we that's a first world problem, right? When we yeah, don't have sure. to the <laughs> However, it's a very uh, legitimate um, conversation to be having because we are in a, a world of automation. We are in a world of faster, better, more convenient, cheaper, you know, all of that. And so I think what we do have to stand back and remember is, ooh, what, what is that that really I should be doing? And yeah, shoot, if I can drive up and have somebody load my groceries into my car that I just ordered online, being freaking tastic, right? right? But then am I wasting other time? So, yeah, if I'm delegating, i got to make sure then that, that I'm really truly spending my time and productive time uh, making money to pay for all these conveniences that we have. Right, right. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's where, um, and you guys always know at the end, we always talk about grab one or two of these takeaways. If you aren't feeling like this is a strong suit of yours, I would highly encourage you to do a time audit uh, over the next, you know, two, three, four days and really see where you're spending your time. And you don't have to share it with anyone else. It's not like you have to post it out on social media, right? It's just something right. for yourself to say, holy cow, turns out I do fall into that Forbes average. Because if you can double, if, you, if you're only working three productive hours a day and you can double that to six, which isn't even a full 40 hours, and <laughs> the income doubles with it, that's a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really sweet deal. Well, and the other, you know, piece to that is the time audit is painful. It, it is. You have to focus on writing down what you're doing. You have to stop what you're doing to write down what you're doing. And so it, it is a painful process, but it is very eye-opening. I promise to anyone who is willing to, to take, that, um, take that challenge, it is eye-opening because you will find where you are lacking and where you need to spend some more direct uh, or indirect time, right, creating that, that flow, figuring out those systems so that the, the E, the everything else, the delegation gets easier and more efficient because, you know, if I want to delegate, you know, my follow-ups, I better know what what they need to follow up on. I better be able to give good direction. How do they get the data, right? So good systems, good CRM. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, we're, we're rolling into our time here. Um, this has been awesome. I think this is a really good one. Is there anything else you want to share with everybody before we wrap this up? I'll just do a quick recap, right? Uh, yeah. Focusing on the vital few is how I remember my time management structure around pie, right? So P again is productive time. Anything that's making you money is in that productive time. They call it green time, any of those terms, right? That's the P for productive time. The I is indirect time. All the creative flow, all of the being the expert trainings, the getting in front of people, doing presentations, that's all the indirect time. And then the E, the everything else, is stuff that you really should be working with your team on to either delegate or just dump and get rid of altogether. That's awesome. Love it. 
<clears throat> cool. All right. Well, with that, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Remember, what do I always say? Grab two or three of these takeaways and act on them this week because you cannot elevate without effort. Have a great day.